Greetings and welcome to Converging Streams, Interfaith Fellowship in our modern world. Our program is a production of the Muncie Interfaith Fellowship and the Unitarian Universalist Church of Muncie. This installment, Delayed Gratification in an Instant Gratification World, contains a portion of a panel talk at the 2012 Conference on World Affairs in Boulder, Colorado, and a musical interlude recorded at the Unitarian Universalist Church of Muncie, Indiana. Please welcome Reverend George Wolfe. I wonder how many, how many uh, of you know of the name Jacob Bronowski? A few. Okay, well, Jacob Bronowski was a cultural anthropologist who, uh, who wrote a book and had a PBS series on television in, entitled The Ascent of Man. Uh, it's a wonderful uh, exposition. It's, it's interesting because it's not, you know, Darwin wrote the book The Descent of Man. This is The Ascent of Man, but it's all about uh, technological and discoveries, uh, how it lifted us, it built, built, kind of built a, 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 a scaffolding to lift humanity uh, up to uh, higher and higher levels of economic well-being and social well-being and, and so forth. In that book, in the beginning, uh, he says that uh, an important step in the evolution of the human species uh, and early, uh, our, you know, our, our ancestors before uh, Homo sapiens were here, uh, somewhere came the ability to forego uh, a desire for a long-term goal. And he says that's, that's an important, that was an important step, he, he feels, in the evolution of the, of the species, of the human species. But that's an example of how, if you approach it from science, you can see that our whole, our whole infrastructure, the, the, the scaffolding on which we are resting right now, uh, culturally and educationally and everything else, has been built on people who have uh, a delayed gratification and forego long-term, long-term goals. Um, now, this idea, of course, is, is present in, in religious traditions as well. In the uh, Upanishads, which is a Hindu scripture that deals with spiritual enlightenment, uh, it says that the wise, knowing the soul to be eternal, seek not the things that pass away. The wise, knowing the soul to be eternal, seek not the things that pass away. That's kind of similar to what you have in the Gospel of Matthew when, when Jesus says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. So the idea of the temporal, the short-term sensual gratification is something which uh, uh, doesn't result in long-term uh, fulfillment and that we need to structure our lives uh, so that we, we gain those long-term goals. And, you know, we call that discipline. In higher education, we'd call that discipline. So if you're a student here, and you know, I've had the experience when I was in a student, uh, you know, you have a test tomorrow, you're in your dorm room studying, and your friends come by and say, hey, man, there's a great band playing downtown. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, a bunch of us guys are going down and uh, going to have a few beers. It'll be a great time. Come on. And, and you say, well, no, I've got to study. I've got to stay for this test. I, oh, come on. It, it won't matter. You'll, you'll do okay. But if you say no to that, then you're, uh, you're pursuing a long-term goal. Yes. If you say yes, well, then you'll hear a great musician. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to catch it some other time. Anyways. Uh, at, uh, 
uh, all I know is as a, 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 a classical saxophonist, I spent a lot of hours, uh, those one, two, one, one and a half, two hours a day I spent in the practice room when I was in high school and college and at the at this School of Music at Indiana University. <clears throat> They've paid off tremendously in my life in giving me a kind of fulfilling career, and without that, it wouldn't have happened. Now, how many of you have heard of Henry David Thoreau? All right, that's better, that's better. <laughs> well, he comes at this a little different way. He talks about simplicity. We need to simplify our lives because so many of us are slaves to our material possessions in our short-term needs. And so the purpose of simplifying one's life is so that you have more time to think more deeply, to contemplate the deeper meaning of life, to get in touch with the inner, inner life, which we might call the spiritual side of, of, of ourselves, and, and, and thus develop within as much as without. He, he, he said something about, uh, someone asked him about traveling, and he says uh, he, wouldn't, he, he doesn't believe in traveling much, although he did travel out of New England. He went to Minnesota and he went to Maine and things like that in Cape Cod because he wrote a book on those subjects. But, but he, he says that we should first uh, explore the Atlantic and Pacific oceans of our own mind, he saw this, you know, infinite potential within us to, uh, to delve deeply into, into reality, into life. And that's what we really need to do first. Well, <coughs> uh, I've always taught in a public university. I never had a chance to teach in a, in a church-affiliated school. And although I, I, I wanted that, but uh, uh, my, my uh, path just winded me up in, uh, in uh, public universities. And when the concept of secular humanism came out, I was excited about it because that would enable me, although I'm a believer, that would enable me to pursue uh, uh, the teaching of, 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 of morals and character and so forth in a context which, which was acceptable in a, in a, in a secular, non-church-affiliated institution. And, uh, but what seems to have happened is that recently there's been some studies come out which shows that this, this current generation is, is, is scoring a lower on empathy, on tests, on, on, on instruments which measure empathy. And that there's a concern about the fact that this concept, that this me generation, so to speak, that, that there's a, a, a valid reason to call it that because there's a tendency for uh, students to be more self-centered. Uh, uh, again, that, that implies that they're, they, they see their own selfish immediate needs as more important than the greater good and, and so forth. Um, so what I'm concerned about is that perhaps uh, secular humanism has failed, that it has not created a generation of humanists, but rather it has created a generation of secular materialists. And I think we need to think about that, because uh, uh, I think secular materialism is not good. Secular humanism is good, uh, and especially in a context, especially for people who, who don't have affinity for religious traditions. Uh, but we need to be, I think, concerned about that. Thank you to all three of our panelists for some great views about delayed versus instant gratification. And I want to ask you all about this concept of gratitude versus gratification. Because we need to delay gratification, but we're also told to live in the present. George, let's have you do that. George Wolf. Well, I, I really appreciate your comments, Jeff, because uh, what you're describing 
and I don't know if this is going to address your question, but <laughs> maybe I'll get around to it. What is your, what you're describing, I think, would be called in, in, uh, in, in the context of meditation and spirituality, um, witnessing or mindfulness. Uh, and uh, meditative, and that, and, that, and that really, well, and meditative practices develop that. Uh, they develop the ability to uh, uh, center oneself within the present moment. And uh, one could say there's two types of, I always say there's two kinds of mindfulness. There's voluntary mindfulness, which means that I would, I'm, I'm, contri- I'm constructing or contriving it in my own mind. In other words, I'm saying I'm going I'm to watch myself pick up this uh, glass of water, and now I'm going to drink so I'm, I'm watching myself do it. That's voluntary. I'm bringing it, uh, I'm conjuring it up by virtue of my own uh, mental state. And then there's what's called involuntary mindfulness. And involuntary mindfulness is when it happens extemporaneously by, your, by itself. And that's really what meditation develops. Meditation develops the ability to have involuntary mindfulness where you're just walking down the street, you're doing something during the day, and all of a sudden you find yourself witnessing you find yourself being mindful. And when you're in that state, you're grounded. It, it, you're, you're, you're grounded in uh, a, a, an inner contentment. Uh, and that, that inner contentment is what it stabilizes you so that you don't have to grab that marshmallow or that you can witness it and make an assessment about it before you decide to grab the marshmallow or not. Uh, and... and um, so when it, that, that is where, first of all, uh, and, and it's important to point out that that is not a, a repression of desire. That state of inner contentment does not result from repressing desires. This is a misinterpretation a lot of people have of Buddhist practice that we should somehow stop desiring. Uh, rather, that inner con- state of inner contentment is such that desires are, it's on a deep enough level that desires just don't arise. It's, it's sort of like I use the analogy, if you're sitting in the sunlight... You don't find yourself desiring a candle, right? I mean, and you don't have to not desire. You don't have to say, no, I'm, in this. I'm not going to desire a candle. I'm not going to desire, no. It just doesn't come up because the sunlight is so full, and that's, that's that inner, the deep inner contentment or fullness of, of, of spirit, spirituality one gets from long-term meditative practice.
Thank you for listening to Converging Streams, Interfaith Fellowship in Our Modern World. Our program is a production of the Muncie Interfaith Fellowship with content and financial support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Muncie and technical support from radio stations WCRD and Work FM. Most importantly, we thank you, our listeners and followers, for your support. To connect with Converging Streams, including listening to our entire catalog of past programs, getting our latest new content, and making your own contribution to this program, visit our website, convergingstreams.org. Converging Streams is produced by Tony Piazza, George Wolfe, and Thomas Perchlick. Thank you for listening and have a pleasant week.